Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello, everyone. This is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot of the Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello, welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Lapham. I'm delighted to be joined by the Brighton Death Machine, Nick Davy. Good evening. <laughs> Free time wrestler, North Atlanta, Living Union. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> and Grapple Arcade, Mark Fox. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, Stephen, lads? <laughs> yeah, very well. Good yourself. Good? Really good? All good here, thanks. Uh, finally, over my frozen It's took me two weeks. Oh, I think my mouth's just been numb. Very good. Weeks. Throat sweets. It's been horrible. Paddy's going to snow in a couple of weeks, so that'll bring it all back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, should we start with what happened on Turn Jekyll and Hands Off the Merchandise this week? Yes, can do. Uh, well, basically, to start with, we uh, we um, uploaded our Kenny Casanova interview for uh, Hands Off the Merchandise. Uh, Kenny is a renowned author who's got uh, biographies out with the likes of Vader um, and numerous other people like Danny Davies. Mm-hmm. He's, um, no, he's got a great book out with Brutus Beefcake. Um, there's, there's, he's got loads of great books out, and we've been doing. We had a good chat with Kenny about his time writing those books with those with those wrestlers. Um, and Bob, what he's got planned coming up. I know he's just in the works at the moment of releasing a book with uh, Mick Foley, a bit of, a colouring in book <laughs> with uh, about Cactus Jack, uh, which is quite a trippy one. So that's great. it's a great great um, interview that Pablo did with Kenny. Um, and also, we we had the pleasure of doing a, a hosting an, an evening with Paul London night up in Darlington in the UK where Paul joined us to talk about his upcoming film, Tiger Man, but also to talk about it for an hour and 45 minutes about these, the history of his wrestling career, yeah. um, what he thinks of it, what he thought of it, and lots of questions and answers, lots of really fun things um, that were, were discussed. It's up now to listen to, but it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, there's also a Grapple Arcade, at Grapple Arcade on Twitter. There's a, a cool competition at the moment where we've got Paul was lovely enough to sign some DVD from uh, ROH uh, where the synonymous um, Please Don't Die chant yeah, originated. So that's that's grand. That's up at the moment for grabs. So go and check that out. Oh, yeah, I'm not a twin, so. You're not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, me and the family went to All-Star Super Slam Wrestling on Sunday. Oh, yes. Yeah, really good fun night. So, um, that tonight was Dean Allmark versus Niwa. I think that's how he's he, he actually progressed a lot. He's in New Zealand. He's a really good wrestler. Definitely match tonight. Um, Yeston Reeves versus Brody Steele was could have been match tonight, but then Steele injured his knee halfway through the match and got counted out. Ah. But um, yeah, all star wrestling's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Much like Mega Slam, it's aimed at a much younger crowd than my teenage son. But my four-year-old eyes did every single bit of it. <laughs> he loved the, the panto elements, and yeah, and Charles said he enjoyed all the wrestling, but he doesn't. He doesn't panto elements or these type of. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So all the heels represented Team World Riot Squad, apart from the one Asian British wrestler they had on the show was on the World Riot Squad. I don't know if that was a bit racist or not, but. <laughs> so yeah. So you boo them all, and they all came out to generic rock music. The faces came out. They are the great British all stars. They came out to the A team theme. It's basically. 
brilliant. That screams so. That just screams Butlins to the nth degree. That it sounds amazing. <laughs> I think they do Haven, don't they? Well, there you go. Yeah, and, and good on them for it. Oh, I've got good memories of Haven wrestling. That's where I saw Johnny Storm wrestling. It was probably, it was probably all star wrestling. Yeah. You watched it. It was their fifty year anniversary match. As a couple, you know what? Look, um, there's quite a few sort of big, big time sort of um, British wrestling promotions that are involved with like New Gen Wrestling are, um, are on the sort of holiday camp scene as well. Yes, and it's it's it goes to show you that they can mix it up a bit by by tailoring towards that crowd, but then also tailoring towards the general home crowd as well. And they always get massive crowds out as well. So I need to go check more of them out. Yeah, this face probably holds about 400 people. Like, it's packed. Yeah, always. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, my four-year-old loved every minute. He loved meeting all the wrestlers, and they're all brilliant. Yeah, two guys stood out to me, but um, Paul Sayers, he had a great opening match. Spitfire. He's another young lad who's come over. Niwa. And a 15-year-old called um, Jordan Black. Said he's second ever match. We um, so I look forward to seeing where he goes forward. The funniest thing was Rachel said to Isaac, Oh, the last time I came to the wrestling, you were in my tummy. And Isaac replied, Yes, <laughs> yes, I popped my head onto your belly button and watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really recommend All Star Wrestling. It's a lot of fun, especially if you have the younger. Yeah, so um, should we go on for a bit of news? So... News! News! <laughs> So at a press conference on Monday, New Japan officially announced that the formation of American brand um, is going to be called New Japan Pro Wrestling of America. Part of their international business plan, but they, they said they're going to, step one is going to be the searching for talent who's in America, but not opposite the Japan show. So they'll do a tour of Japan, tour of America, tour of Japan, tour of America. So they won't, they won't be in competition with each other, which is an interesting model to go on. I'm highly looking forward to see what that's all about. Really looking forward to it. I mean, you know, we we're, we're crying out for more, more wrestling on TV. <laughs> Squeeze it. There's not enough, Mark. It's not. Um, so yeah, no. But in general, the idea of them coming over here and doing some uh, coming over here, coming over to the West and putting on some some shows. Um, yeah, I think that's great. I think it's I think it's exactly I think it's perfect timing for them to do that. You yeah. know, especially with the, with the boom at the moment. Well, yeah. they've done it with a few different shows, and that's where I saw uh, Amazing Red against Will Ospreay, the Boston Pro Wrestling from uh, last week or the week before. Yeah. Last week, uh, they were in um, they were in America for that. That was the uh, Super J Cup. So they've yeah. done different shows uh, across the US. I don't know how it'll work as a touring thing. In all honesty, um, you're gonna want. Japanese wrestlers as well as American wrestlers on that tour. Yeah, sorry, and are same you going to get the, the absolute best Japanese wrestlers or are you going to get uh, whatever's available? So, be interesting to see. I reckon they'll probably send over skeleton stuff. They'll probably send over sort of, you know, maybe six, seven names, something like that. Um, I guess just keep the costs down, but I reckon they'll probably throw a couple of big hitters in with that, hmm. um, just because they're going to need to bring the crowds in. Um, so they probably ought to think about it. And you know, as you say, with the Super J Cup, it's probably on the back of that. There was the confirmation that was probably the tr- the test to see what would happen. But I suppose if they're going to span across the US and go to different places, it seems to be the mm, be interesting West Coast uh, concentrating on the California down to Texas and inland. Well, with that as well, then you suppose you've got a bit of the LAX sort of. Um, you know, area as well. So I'll be interested to see if they do anything with Mexico. Hmm. Um, but I think they've got quite a, you know, there's a lot of people who who like to sort of feature on that, who are, 
in an open contract, shall we say. Yeah. But, um, but I agree with the overall consensus that they're going to need to sort of half and half the cards up with, with Japanese and, and um, American stars. But I think there's still plenty of people, you know, obviously that will be able to, to, to take part in those cards. I, I'm interested to see how they do it. I mean, I'm always up for something a bit different. Even And I think the idea of it maybe being sort of a, a tour for, what, four months or whatever, three months, that's for argument's sake, that's more appealing to me because then it feels more like a series than it's something to invest in rather than, right, how long do I have to sort of sit down and when am I going to get bored and how long is the the entire run of this for with no end goal in sight. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you know it's a series, a bit like how uh, Lucha Underground was, for example, you know it was a set series, I personally get more into that. Um, I, I dedicate more time towards really getting into it because I know there's a start and an end goal. Yeah. Definitely. Makes sense. Like a boxer. I think... The thing is, like Japanese wrestling, though, the majority of matches are multi-man matches, multi-man tag matches. True. So you can, you can kind of skip over them just to see like the singles matches, which is kind of what I did like New Japan World and stuff. So um, just yeah, do what they yeah. did over here with Butlins and stuff, where they have the same wrestlers wrestle under different masks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, and also, Kenny Omega said he planning to bring his newly won at AAA Mega Championship to AEW. He beat Phoenix Championship on Saturday night and he spoke after the match saying that he needs to bring it to AEW and defend the title. That should be it. What do you think of bringing in other promotions titles into your... I think it opens up the door for cross-promotion. So I've got no problem with it. Um, I love the idea of anything like that cross-promotion. It, it, it harks of... Uh, New Japan and WCW from '92. You know, I love I love all that cross promotional stuff. Personally, I love the idea of occasional guys coming over, invading almost um, to try and take back what, what belongs to them. So it depends, obviously, with everything. It depends how they pencil it, how they book it, and how it works. But if it opens up the opportunities for that to happen, then I'm all for it. And you know, it's I think it's fair to say they like to triple a pretty. Uh, protective of their brand for who they are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as are any major promotion, and I'd still class AAA as a major promotion. So I think that there must be something on the cards to happen. They're not just going to let them swan off with the belt, are they? No, so, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be fun to see what happens. If Kenny just goes against like every AAA guy in AEW and and AAA, that'd be quite an interesting thing to watch. I think. It's, I'll tell you what it does as well. It's it's kind of, whether it's on purpose or accidental or, or maybe I'm looking too far into it, who knows. But to do that after NJPW have announced that they're going over to the US, it maybe locks in AAA to work with AEW rather than AAA being able to do anything with New Japan when they're over in the US. Oh, yeah. um, you never know because New Japan coming over to the US kind of pretty much ticks the box to say we're not going to be working with AEW, we're going to be competitors. So... Yeah, if AAA are going to be working with AEW, then it maybe limits their um, availability, should we say, to work with, with New Japan. Who knows? It's all politics and fun and games. It'll all come out in the wash. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. And you're listening to Broken But Glorious. All right, so it's time for the first round of equipment sports and state. On to the quiz. Okay, so... Uh, this week's quiz, as I won last week, it means I'm in control of the quiz this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, yeah, this week's quiz theme is going to be non-America. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I was hoping for a little woo there <laughs> after I said that. Um, okay, so round one, obviously, I'll go in. Um, I'll go to review. Um, it'll be there's 17 possible answers. So um, 
yeah, there's 70 possible answers for this one. Uh, so, but you get five um, shots each other. So, it will be timing you. I wanted to name me non USA champion. So, it can be WWF champion or WWE champion, Universal champion or World Heavyweight champion. Okay. Any questions? Okay. Non American, no. Okay. And this one, this one lots of questions, Nick, but I don't think we have time for them. Okay. Uh, yeah, so non American, <laughs> non American champions. Um, I did a random draw earlier. Um, it's going to go Chris, yeah. then Mark, then Oliver, but it will be reverse order, so you will get a chance to go first, Oliver. Okay, so Chris to start. Finn Balor. Correct. 2016. He uh, won at SummerSlam. Yokozuna. It's a Yes, I was thinking as well. He's not on my list, no. Oh, God, So we're going with with real, we're not going with gimmick nationality. Fantastic. (laughs) Wonderful. I thought, yeah, that's a a check a few answers and uh, go through it. But yeah, no, he's not one. Oliver, you're up. (sighs) Ball roll on. (laughs) The best there is, the best there was, and the best there will be. Right there, man, heart. Spot on. Chris? For Chris Jericho? Sorry, could you repeat that? Chris, Chris Jericho is not correct. Because he's born in New York. Uh, yeah, it certainly was. I'm from, uh, I think he said that once on a video that was called. Cool, uh, Mark, you're up. I will go for yeah, Seamus. Seamus is correct. Uh, Oliver? Oh. Harry. Kofi Kingston. Correct. He's the, uh, yeah. Oh, he's Garnet. Uh, well, he's Garnet. Garnet. I was going to say, how do you is the last person to win something? So, um, <laughs> well, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it for that reason. Sure. I was like, he's, yeah, he's great, Garnet. Great, great Cali. Great Cali is correct. Mark? Uh, oh, God. Um, uh, Iron Sheik. He's oh, correct. Be mine. Oh. <laughs> Oliver? Uh, Gonna have to push you. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, this is a complete guess. Bruno San Martino? Yes. He's correct. Oh, uh, he's Chris, be mine as well. Oh, wow. uh, Kevin Owens. He's correct. Uh, Mark? Andre the Giant. Is correct. All of that. Jeez. Um, oh, wow. Gonna have to push you. Yeah, I know. Uh, Just become my catchphrase. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a 10 second countdown, but quietly 10 seconds. <laughs> okay. Oh. Five seconds. Yeah, I. I uh, no, I've got to get an answer wrong. I have to time you out. Um, Any name, just shout. Oh, I'm going to have to time you out. Yeah. Um, Chris, last go. Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal is correct. Um, Mark? Okay. Um, I, oh, I hope this is really not a gimmick nationality. Edge? Is correct. Right, I wasn't sure. Oh, okay. Oliver. Thanks for that one, Mark. Christian? Christian is correct as well. Could you have had Kane? Because uh, born in Spain. You could have Who? had Kane, yeah. Yeah, yes. Kane you could have had. He was ah, born yeah, in but... Spain. That's what I had to check. Yeah. Um, you could have had. Could have read the ones you could have had because that's the end of the first round. Stan Stasiak, Alberto Del Rio, Chris Benoit, Kane, 
End of round one, though. Very, yep. very good, tidy, tidy score. Chris is on four, Mark's on four, and Oliver's on four. Wow. wow. This is we've had for a while, yeah. And there's um, yeah. two lovely I would have been on five if it wasn't for those pesky kids. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to time you out. I, I, I thought I was. No, it's fine. No, he was. He was. I even gave you a chance to shout any name out at the end. but uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm not shouting out American names. Name and sound like an idiot. I'd rather be throwing there. That's fine. Uh, back to Chris Lappin. You're yeah. calling me an idiot for calling your cousin. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I am. Uh, no. <laughs> this is Cyrus Blackwell, and you will say my name and keep listening to Broken but Glorious. So positive in pro wrestling. So. Um, yeah, why not? Go on then. I might as well ball this one out since it's probably the oldest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is it in the 90s again, Mark? Of course it is. It's all a watch. <laughs> and NWA, which pretends to be from the 90s. So um, I'm going to go for a, a really fun 10-minute long match, which kind of, you know, it, it paved the way for the wrestling that we have on TV today, I suppose. Uh, um, it's it's from a, an episode of Nitro in February, February the 24th, 1997, between Ultimo Dragon and Dean Malenko. Now, oh, war, it was a wonderful match. It was kind of like, a, a, it was, I suppose you could class this as a really obvious turn from Dean Malenko. He, he just fought uh, six the night before, uh, um, Super Raw 7, and six had come down to the belt with, uh, come down to the ring with the belt. He kind of, he nicked it basically, whereas <laughs> Malenko was recognized champion and, um, and, and six ended up beating him. Um, due to Eddie Guerrero's interference, and Guerrero was there trying to help Malenko, but it was one of those things where oh, somebody moved out of the way, the belt smashed Malenko in the face, Six got the win, went with the belt, and that was the night that Malenko kind of snapped, so to speak. Um, so it was a really fun match against Ultimo Dragon. I won't give the, the outcome away or anything like that, but I'd go and watch it because it's, it's, it is back and forth quite a bit, but Malenko sure starts to show some of his heelish antics within that match. It's it's a really good match, really good 10-minute match. Is that when he became the Iceman? Um, I don't know if he was... I think he might have been on that beforehand, but maybe afterwards. Basically, I remember his promo afterwards. He um, considered he's not really much of a promo man. <laughs> yeah, he had an interview with Gene Oakland on the ramp as he was going up. And he said, I've had enough, Gene. I've had enough. <laughs> walked off. <laughs> In a pure Newcastle accent. Well, about Yorkshire. I've had, I've, had, I've had enough, Gene. I've, I've had enough. I'm off now. <laughs> Let's go next. Ten to I, I had a number of uh, candidates for this, but the one I've gone for is uh, for the AEW World Championship, although it's only been defended in America, so that's a bit weird. Um, but yeah, it was uh, Darby Allen against Chris Jericho. Um, I've seen a lot of Darby Allen in Evolve, and I've just watched him on the wrestlers a, a, a documentary kind of thing uh, that was on voice tv in the uk and then in this match and like from an emotional investment perspective which is what we're all looking for as wrestling fans i was so behind him um i think uh, we we've got the second coming of jeff hardy here lads um and jim ross's call on the uh, on the, uh, the 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 microphone as well felt very Undertaker, Jeff Hardy, Raw, ladder match from 2002. Um, you know, go get it, kid, and, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, Darby Allen's just, he's just somebody who takes risks. He doesn't have any, um, you know, 
worries about his own body and what he goes through. He just wants to cause pain to his opponent. Uh, Jericho was fantastic. Darby Allen was fantastic. It was probably set in stone that Jericho was retaining the title because of the Cody match coming up at Full Gear. But for the longest time, uh, yeah, it looked like Darby Allen could possibly sneak the win. And uh, I would highly recommend you go and check out this match. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, it I'm, was a great match. Yeah, it was a great match. <clears throat> I might as well go next as mine is also AEW. So uh, mine's Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express. Um, this was fun. Um, was a lot. Uh, this was good. There's a lot of fun. Um, Pentagon and Ray were just arseholes throughout the whole match, and they just dominated. But um, Jurassic Express at times created lots of fun um, double team moves, and so close to winning so many times. It just yeah, like come on, lads, and yeah, Jurassic Express just solidified themselves as brilliant baby faces. The Luchas solidified themselves at the heel status. Um, I think it could have been slightly longer. I think it was only went about eleven minutes. Yeah, it's a, it's a very very fun match, and I re- everyone goes watch it. I think I think Luke, Jungle Boy and Stunt are very good tag team. I was a bit disgusted. My favorite wrestler was a Luchasaurus. He's got be out for six months ahead. So that's not really oh, right. no, yeah, uh, Nick. Uh, yeah, well, um, great match, by the way, lads. I will have to say, um, but I've gone for an NXT pick. I think that seems to be the more regular pick. <laughs> uh, but it's um, a tag team match that um, really, really impressed me um, between Oli Lorcan and Danny Birch taking off um, Imperium of Fabian Anker and Marcel Barthel. That was a great match. I that right. It was a great match, and it made me think as well. Um, I think Oli Lorcan and Danny Birch. I think it's. It could be a time to take their sort of their chance on them at the moment. I think Lorcan and Birch, they're very over and actually one of the best things in the only Lorcan especially. I think they're one of the best um, things in in NXT at the moment. And in fact, well, when you say NXT, you talk about the whole of WWE. I think they're they're great. As I said, they're really over the fans. He's cast on Twitter as well, so very over. And I think it's we say it all the time, but well, recently, especially WWE, of recent mistakes strike while the iron's hot, and um, this could be one they need to look at as potential um, new NXT tag team champions because I thought it was great the whole match um, they were just outstanding I thought it was a very high paced match I think with Lorcan as well I think what move, that move where he does where he does it so quick it almost like you sort of sort of like don't want to look sort of thing because he's worried he's going to have like a shoulder an injured shoulder waiting to happen sort of thing um, is that the running net break isn't it? running the air that's it yeah it happens so quick that you do sort of squeam a bit that you're hoping that you're just hoping that nothing goes sort of drastically wrong sort of thing <laughs> um, but, but that was great and Imperium as well I think they're one of the best things I mean I'll get into it a little bit more when we have our TV debate about NXT but I think um, Imperium have been fantastic and every match uh, I think both these men have been great on the indie scene and Fabian Anker and Fabian Anker and um, Marcel Barthel I, mean, I think he was like that no, sorry. Um, with Barthel, he was called um, Axel. Is it Axel Dieter Junior? I think he was uh, on the yeah, indie Axel scenes. And, yeah. and he was brilliant on the indie scenes. And um, I think um, with uh, I think they're both obviously great members of Imperium, but they've both been fantastic in singles competitions. But I think this also proved that they're obviously great as a tag team as well. And Imperium as a stable is one of the hottest things obviously in, in NXT. But and obviously you've got the, the best stable in WWE as well, and NXT as well. So um, 
again, it's um, exciting, exciting times for the tag team division in XT. But for for these four men as a whole, all of them fair play, and I thought it was fantastic, and and probably the best match of single four men as well. Especially as I say, only Lorcan and Danny Birch. It was the this match really got me believing in them, and uh, as I say, I think it could be. Um, I think you're looking at. Uh, should be, I think, NXT tag team champions in the not so uh, distant future. And Eigner's tri- uh, double jump moonsault is a thing of beauty. It is. That's <laughs> great. I think, as I say, they've all got they've all got fantastic moves. But the whole match is once. But I think when you watch a lot of wrestling these days, it's so easy to get distracted with your phone and what have you. I very rarely. I'll be honest. Most matches, any match in WWE or any as around the around the whole world, I'm always still looking at my phone whilst the match is on. But this match, I was sort of glued to the screen. I think the last time I did that was when it was Tommaso versus Alvin Green at one of the takeovers last year. So it's very strong praise indeed from me for this match. <laughs> this is the leader of the rejected Demon Eye. You are listening to Broken but Glow. So, it's time for round two of questions of sorts entertainment. So, it's 4 all at the moment. So, over to Nick. It is indeed uh, 4 all. Um, uh, we can't crown jewel 2019. It'll be the second crown jewel event. So, I want you oh, to all name me wrestlers that competed at crown jewel 2018 last year. <laughs> uh, again, it was, oh. I believe it was something we reviewed, wasn't it, Chris? So, um, we should all be... Uh, we should all be, uh, as I say, uh, very expert in this one. Uh, That's something I reviewed. I didn't watch it, but yeah, never mind. I, I think we just talk <laughs> about pull for 10 minutes and then... Uh, about he anymore. wasn't a competitor, so there's <laughs> already one. Uh, well, I'm going to give you a clue that he wasn't on this. But um, we're going to start with Mark, as Chris went first last time. We're going to oh, start with Mark, then Oliver, then Chris. Um, so, Mark, when you're ready. Now, I know you're thinking, oh my God, he's screwed here, but... I'm gonna might pleasantly surprise you here because this is one of the events that I put on at the casino. I'm gonna have yeah. to push you for an answer. Oh, God. But you are. I'm gonna <laughs> go for. Uh, I think Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is correct. Yep. Yeah. So a couple of them dropped out yeah. of that tournament. Plan. Um, Oliver. Okay. Uh, the Miz. The Miz is correct. Uh, uh, Chris. The Undertaker. Undertaker is correct. Um, Mark? Uh, Kane. Is correct as well. Oliver? Shame, man. He is correct, obviously. <laughs> um, back to you, Chris. Shawn Michaels. Thanks for making me sweat there, Nick. Shawn Michaels. Is correct, yeah. His first match since 2010. Uh, Mark? Triple H. Is correct. Uh, Oliver? Rowan. <laughs> Rowan. <laughs> Eric Rowan 
Um, I don't think he was even around this time. <laughs> I know even Harper were around last time. I think that's when they got injured, but no, oh. Rowan's incorrect. Oh. Rowan's incorrect. Uh, Mark, your final You reviewed this show, Chris. What's your excuse? We <laughs> <laughs> didn't do this show. We talked about Hulk Hogan coming out in the main, so we didn't talk about the rest of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. How terrible the main uh, event was. Who scores it? Yours. Right. Um, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is correct. Uh, Oliver? It's time for everyone to stop hindering Jinder. Oh. Uh, uh, Jinder's incorrect. What? Um, and uh, <laughs> last guy. Nakamura? Is correct. Okay. Well, I did not expect that, that round. Oh, round. my I God. I'll up. tell you what. Uh, so I'll quickly just go through the ones you could have got. Uh, Come on, you could have got Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, Rusev, Cesaro, Sheamus, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Bobby Lashley, and Kurt Angle. Um, so I nearly said Mansoor because of the Royal Battle, but that was the one. That was the one they had back in when Goldberg and Undertaker nearly died. Um, <laughs> the um, after round, um, sorry, after round. Uh, to Mark, you're on nine points, um, and then on tie on second in second and third place, Chris on seven, and Oliver also on seven. One more round to go, so still Ooh. tied. So one more round to go. It's actually the round I think Mark's going to do the best on as well. So, wow. You don't um, call me Mr. 1980s and Mr. 1987 and Crown Jewel for nothing. I just really don't want Mark to be quizmaster because I'm worried I'm, gonna, I'm never going to get out of that. <laughs> um, just basically. Uh, in any of the events that I've hosted the casino, I'm, I'll be pretty decent with, but there's only been about five um, that I've hosted so far that I've stayed for the duration of. Uh, that was <laughs> one. So thank you for that. This is the Emperor, and you are listening to Broken But Glorious. So there's so much wrestling on TV these days that some people say it's the most exciting time for us hardcore wrestling fans with Raw, SmackDown, and Fuck. So you've got NXT moving to the USA, and in the UK we have AEW on ITV, MLW on Free Sports, Impact is on Five Star, I think. and we also have Preston City Wrestling and Wrestling from Hollywood on Free TV. So I was going to say, I, I watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW. They're the four that I watch um, on TV. They're yeah. the four that I watch. Um, the one I think I'm going to give a bit of praise, got the, uh, the one I'm going to give most praise to, I don't want to say anything about Raw Smackdown. Um, AEW's been absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure you guys will say a lot more about it. I think it's great, but I want to have a quick word on NXT because before they announced it, it was going to go to two hours long. I think everyone, you're only kidding yourself if you didn't say it's a disaster waiting to happen. I think everyone thought it was going to be the death of NXT. It was. I think it, the writing was on the wall for it to be a complete catastrophe. But it's been great. It's been absolutely fantastic, I think. Every episode, I think, has been almost unmissable, I think, with the match qualities you've got. They've managed to make the storylines better. I think, overall, they've made it a better product, which was already a, the best thing in WWE, and they've made it even better. Um, I think, as I said, they've got their storylines great. Every, every week, they, I think, whenever you finish a televised show, you need to give the audience a reason to watch the show next week. And I think they've done that. And as I say, I think it's been great. Um, if I'm going to have any concern, I think can they keep it up? I think it's obvious. I think it's obviously there's always going to be a question. I hope they do. They're going to run out of 
great matches they can keep performing at each week. Obviously, then you have the, the worry of wrestlers when they move up to the main roster. Um, but I think they've also got the roster spot on as a whole. I think they've done great again. Just the major star of Balor back, back down to the brand. They haven't been crazy by sending guys up and whatever you think. In fact, I don't think anyone's really got up in this draft. They've just had, I don't know, because they had the 205 sort of split off. But um, as I say, I think it's just been great. So a little bit of praise for next two. I thought we weren't talking about network shows. <laughs> it's televised, USA Network. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, I'll get next. Um, I watch uh, Raw, SmackDown, uh, NXT, AW, AW Dark. Oh, no, that's a YouTube show. Um, uh, and Impact Wrestling. Um, I'm, I'm going to change this up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about uh, Impact Wrestling because I'm not sure if anyone else will. I think that they they really have been fantastic uh, since Don Callis and Scott Moore came in uh, March 2018, I believe. Mm-hmm. The, the storylines have been fantastic. Uh, Sammy Callahan again, uh, friend of the show. Sammy Callahan against Pen- <laughs> uh, against Pentagon Junior uh, last year was fantastic. The Lucha Brothers against LAX uh, was was really good as well. Uh, Testa Blanchard going against Sammy Callahan for the majority of this year has been fantastic and uh, showing like intergender wrestling or just wrestling if we want to narrow you know completely narrow it down without mentioning genders, um, can work, does work, should work in all companies, really, um, if, you know, if produced correctly, and it has been. Um, I'd just like to say this on, uh, I said this off air and stuff, we was going to talk about Bound for Glory, um, just quickly, and the, the only thing that I, I have against Impact Wrestling is when they pull the trigger, and it kind of feels a little bit ROH-like, uh, which we we talked about with Steve Jackson um, about pulling the trigger on different title reigns and stuff. They they had the opportunity to put the X Division title on Tessa Blanchard this past Sunday. It was written, wasn't it? The, she wins the X Division. Sammy wins the title and she cashes in. Option C. It's thanks it's for obvious. stealing all my words there, Chris. <laughs> it's so uh, yeah. So I was. I mean, I, there's only three people. I think there's three people that have been promoted heavily in the last few months, and that's Ace Austin, Tessa Blanchard, and Sammy Callahan. So when Ace wins over Tessa, you could kind of make sense out of that, and he, he won it in like a despicable way, uh, just like kind of stealing uh, Tessa's line, like kind of thing. But uh, like you said, um, I thought they dropped the ball by Tessa getting. Uh, you know, screwed out of the championship match at Bound for Glory. She never really went for revenge against Sammy Callan. Never got a, a do-over match because you know it's there for everyone to see. Uh, this has been video recorded. Uh, OVE cost Tessa Blanchard that number one ten contendership. Sorry, and and she didn't really seem you know too gutted about that. She hasn't gone after him, gone after Sammy, not gone to management and going for a number one contender match. She just was happy to settle with the X Division uh, opportunity. And then, like you said, she wins the X Division title. Sammy wins the world title. She cashes it in as option C. And and then Sammy versus Tessa, probably at the anniversary or something. So, 
Uh, although they're doing really well in terms of the TV program, like Eddie Edmonds can say Austin and stuff has been like a positive in pro wrestling from weeks back. So the matches, match quality is there. Um, that's they just need to be aware that on Bound for Glory, you've you've got to pull the trigger on your biggest feuds and and reset everything. And with that being said. Tessa should have become the exhibition champion. Sammy should have become the world champion and then kind of gone from there. So be careful with your booking, but your TV show is really good. Yeah, and I, w- I wish Sammy had won because during our interview, we said if he won, he was going to invite champions from other companies to come challenge him. And that sounded like an amazing idea. So I'm gutted he didn't win. Everything he was saying in our interview would just would just would have been such a good idea. I was really interested to see where that would have gone. And he said he wants to... I I just want to see him against, you know, people from other companies on WF No Mercy. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> he also said he wants to have a feud with Jordan Grace, so I want to hope that Yeah, so yeah. it was a really good interview that you guys did. Yeah, I've got to be only have 50 minutes on these interviews, because I think you can't expand anything. You just have to go question, and you have to speak yeah. for five minutes about the um, pay-per-view promoting, so... I think it did well to get him to talk about anything but the pay-per-view, to be honest, because the majority of the conversation was about rest, uh, WF No Mercy and <laughs> games and things of that nature. So it was really good that he allowed you to talk about those kind of things yeah, because, the rest, the you know, don't want it was all... about the pay-per-view. When anything was put to me, obviously, regarding the Moose interview and stuff, it was like, talk about this, talk about this. And you guys seem to have a bit more free reign to talk about like the mercy and stuff that's mm. pretty cool there was no way I was avoiding that subject based <laughs> on uh, his time sat with us playing No Mercy for a couple of hours at MediaCon last year so I was 100% gonna grill him about that and uh, I know he's a massive No Mercy fan he takes his console and game and pads with him when he goes on tour everywhere to play in the locker room against everybody and he's he's bloody good. Like he's not just a wrestler who likes to play a computer game. He's actually very good. He knows he knows the timings. He's got it down. Like I don't know when this is going to happen, but I, I like my N64 games as well, Sammy. So I challenge you to a no mercy match in the future. There you go. All right, so I do me. So unless Mark, do you want to do you watch any? TV? <laughs> I don't even have a TV, mate. All right, Jesus. My like Daniel Bryan. The kind of wrestling that I watch um, was before the wheel was invented, Chris. Yeah, I remember when uh, we had polar bears versus other polar bears. Um, he still remembers Ken Barlow's first appearance in Coronation Street. Oh, do you, mate? Yeah, I remember. I remember when it, I remember when it was cor- Coronation cul-de-sac, mate. Before it was even a full-on street. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'll do mine. Times, I thought Mark was doing his. <laughs> that was that was mine. That was pretty much that was what I watch television wrestling wise uh, these days. Uh, main reason is I don't have a I don't have any kind of uh, signal. Is that what you call it? I don't have anything that can pick up normal television or uh, Sky or Virgin or any of that stuff, man. Uh, all of my stuff comes through through the the world of uh, Tinterwebs. So, um, are you living on the moon? I'm living, well, I'm living in Newcastle, so I mean, <laughs> it's like about 1974. Not, not quite the moon, but yeah, you know, yeah, not far off. I don't watch Raw or SmackDown, sometimes it's the hour Raw catch up on a Sunday morning. Um, currently, I watch MLW NXT as a must see. Um, AEW, I watch 
what it took me three or four goes to watch it, what, full two hours. I hadn't been able to just sit there and watch the whole thing. And I usually watch Impact Wrestling whilst I edit the podcast. Um, I recommend everybody watches Major League Wrestling. It's um, proven to be a legitimate alternative to WWE. Um, I really want to get into it. It's one of the sort of like to do things, to be honest with you. Yeah, to do uh, promotions. Yeah, MLW Fusion is a cool mix of old school and new school. They've taken the best bits of 90s WCW, such as the, uh, the Cruiserweights, the Lucha, the Hardcore elements, and they're really big on factions. They've got the Dynasty, Heart Foundation, Culture Unit, and they've got the Injustice. And yeah, you don't know who's going to turn up from yesteryear. For example, they had Savio Vega versus Jimmy Havoc this week in a no, no, no disqualification. Um, where would you say if, if I want to get into it? Where would you say to to fans listening to here to um to tune in from? Like sort of what time period or what? I started I started watching it after Battle Riot this year, so that that's when Tom Law won the title. When was that then? That was February. February. Spoilers. If you try, <laughs> if you try and sort of uh, watch from February onwards, yeah, you're, you're in for a treat, yeah. Yes, I've, I've, I haven't stopped. I've watched every week. So yeah, also like the Spirit Squad, we ran, we turned up, and Dan Severin was in the battle right this year as well. Um, Kevin Sullivan yeah. and Sabu were in last year's. Samu, sorry, were in last year's battle riot. Right. Um, Did you watch that, that Silver and Ken Shamrock match, Mark? Sorry, Chris. I haven't been able to find it anywhere, man. Like I've looked and looked and looked, and I haven't been able to get hold of it yet. Um, so yeah, it was, I mean, all, all the reports I heard were from people who were there live to watch it, and they offered back saying it was something else, you know. And you know, it, I'm I'm gutted that I haven't had a chance to see it yet. I'm really looking forward to still getting hold of it, but it's proven to be a bit of a brick wall at the moment. Get on those tape trading websites. <laughs> yeah, I've got more chance of finding the bloody Yokozuna Undertaker match from 1993 at Whitley Bay Ice Rink. House show <laughs> in the northeast of England. Based on that tape, and it's difficult. Sorry, Chris, as you are. That's Carry right. on. I would recommend the Loser Leaves Town match between Mace Bornia. Um, so, yeah, so MW, so it embraces modern sensibilities, big rounds in Lucha, hardcore, traditional scientific wrestling, but plus MMA showcasing the best fields. We have MJF, Tom Lawler, Timmy Thatcher. Austin Aries, Low-Key, Brian Pillman, the new Devon Erickson, champion, um, Jacob Fatu, and the women's division starts on the November 9th, so that can only be a good thing going forward. So go watch MLW, oh, cool, it's free, it's off on free TV, it's on Monday night, it's an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> is it on the net? Is it on the net? Oh, it's on free TV, is it it's on the net? Yeah, it's on, do the full sh- it's on YouTube. It's on our website, last two episodes. <laughs> well, no, it's on our website. What I mean, like, is, there, is, is there a lengthy, like, the, can you go back to, like, February and watch it in chronological order from then? Yes. Every, 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 right. every episode's on the YouTube. Brilliant. Hello, this is Flynn Arlo, and you are listening to Broken But Glorious Podcast. All right, so it's time for the final round of Question of Sports Entertainment. So, round us all the scores so far, Nick. Oh, it's me. Um... <laughs> I was, I was just thinking about... Um, um, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to know what you're thinking about, Nick. Mark is on nine points. Chris and Oliver are both on seven points. Uh, so on to our final round, it will be Oliver's start. And this is a, a funny one. It's Lucky me. UK. So UK have obviously used to have pay-per-views until it stopped in 2003, I yeah. believe it was. So I think it started around 1997. But um, So there was about what, a, a good... There was a, it was a, good, a fair amount of pay-per-views there. Um, however, there is there's 15 superstars who have main events at the UK pay-per-views. Um, so 
15 points up for grabs. Um, and we're going to start with Oliver. If anyone's got any questions, please ask. Or... So it was main event me and last match on. Yes, yeah. main event of the show. Okay, and it's UK main event. So no, not house show Raws or Smackdowns or any or what, network specials or anything. <laughs> I don't think we've had one. Um, it's just strict. Okay. So, uh, so you're, you're insurrections and rebellions and what have you. So, um, on, on. British Bulldog. British Bulldog is correct. Uh, the Rock. The Rock, you say? Is that me correct? I'll go Bret Hart. Just to do that. Hang on, why are you going? I'm not supposed to go. I'll give you that, Mark, but it is Chris to go. Oh, man. You got you got Nick in your back pocket there, Mark. Yeah, that's how I'm working at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Chris, you're up. That's it, Bret Hart. Uh, Bret Hart is correct. Yeah, of course he is. Um, so Oliver to go. Mark, do not go after this next guy. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Is Bret Hart correct? What? Yeah, it is. SummerSlam '92. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking about like the yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Is correct, Nick. Yeah, yeah, it is correct. Yeah. That's the main event of night only, 1987. Uh, Chris, it's the European style. I'm going for the Undertaker. Undertaker is correct. Uh, Mark, now it is your go. Strong call, Steve Austin. Yes, of course he is. Oliver. Triple H. Is correct. Chris? Uh, yeah, you can't. You, you, I'm pushing you for an answer. I'll give you another five seconds. Uh, Macho Man. <laughs> then, then need you to shout a name out. Ma- shout a name out. Macho Man. Who? Ma- That's not correct, no. Not um, Mark, Mark, your third go. Um, I'm going to say somebody that I saw in Newcastle, actually, and uh, he fought against Triple H, and it's Kevin Nash. It is indeed, yes. Good shout. Um, Oliver, your fourth game is correct, yeah. Uh, Chris? Mankind. Is correct. Uh, Mark? I believe, oh God, was he? I think Kurt Angle did. Kurt Angle is correct. Uh, Oliver, your fifth and final go. Uh, Chris Jericho is incorrect, I'm afraid. Um, Chris Batista. Sorry, Batista is incorrect. And Mark, I'm going to be a twat here. Sorry, lads. And because I know Kurt Angle was correct, I know that one of his opponents was Rikishi. It is indeed, yes. Rebellion okay. 2000. The other names you could have got from this round is Edge, Brock Lesnar, or Shane McMahon. Um, no, there's only three answers. Wow. So, yeah, you guys got 12. Fucking hell. Got 12 out of 15. Um, so, in last space... We were doing so well without the swearing mark, and then you had 40... <laughs> In, in last place this week um, you're the reason why we're fourth place in Finland instead of being number one <laughs> your fault was 19th it's Chris on 10 oh. points Chris on 10 points in last spot oh. in second spot is Oliver on 11 points and our oh. winner which I'm really not looking for oh, this quiz God. next week now I don't know what I've done the winner this week what have is you done Nick 
is Mark Knox, who is <laughs> all, who's won it on a fantastic, has to be said, fantastic 14 points. Wow, oh, oh, man. Missed out of three <laughs> rounds. So, points, I will bro. give you a lot of credit. Um, I'll tell you sadly, what. We, we don't know if you've done an Owen on us, though. Uh, and uh, Google all the answers quickly, but no, that, no, that, yeah, that no, needs to be no, I think everyone was quite quick with the answers. So, no, well done, Mark. Congratulations. And uh, you'll be in the hot seat, the Jeremy Clarkson hot seat next week. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful yeah. stuff. Uh, Chris to thank you all for taking part. <laughs> Chris, Chris, uh, cut him off. Chris, cut his mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> Hello, this is the mayor of Chop City, Gino Ramsey, and you are listening to Broken But Glorious. Right, so, it's time for BBG Big Debate. So here are the results from last week's where we just debated the greatest use of a celebrity in wrestling. So in last place, Dennis Rodman, 8%. Yeah, sounds about right, yeah. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> he did play for Brighton Bears, though. <laughs> he did. He did indeed, mate. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, 11% Oliver. That's yeah, shocking, he, man. He, he, had the best, he had the best celebrity match in WWE history. David um, I will be honest, seven. Oliver, that match was probably the worst WrestleMania match I've ever seen. <laughs> no. I'm going to be honest. No, it was good. I, I came second, David Arquette, 37%. But David Arquette did, the show. He did tweet Sweet it. He the show, by the way. He tweeted the show, yeah. Legend, can we get an interview, please? <laughs> well, he did, he did say, I shouldn't be on this list because I am a proper wrestler I made into the PWI. Top 500. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, his tweet was fantastic. That was well, he from the screen movies. Come on, we need to get an interview with Dewey. <laughs> he said he was in the actor wrestler column. Four. He's like four in front of uh, Stephen Amell on it. Yeah, he, he, he ended up. Uh, I think he said, "Don't you know I was 438?" <laughs> oh, get him on the show. Get him on the show, David. Please come on the show if you listen to this. So again, the winner. Was it three weeks ago you won there, Nick? Uh, it's two weeks, and I. It might be three. I don't know. I win all the time. That's all right. I'm not that. Forty-four percent, Nick won. Mike. Yeah, you are. So congratulations, <laughs> Nick. So another win. So as the winner, you get to pick this week's yeah, debate. Yeah, feels good. So what were you debating? Yeah, I've just realised, by the way, um, I went to New Orleans last year, I haven't mentioned that yet. Um, <laughs> so, this week, um, this week uh, we will be debating, because um, Raw Smackdown have recently changed it into a new era, new dynamics, new generation, fresh opportunities, blah de blah de blah um, But they've changed their theme tunes, I've noticed, so quite good ones, I think. So, Raw's pretty better now. Um, so, I thought we would name the best theme tunes from Raw or Smackdown. Um so yeah, I believe we said I think we gave it to Mark to go first. So um, Mark, um, I'll just get my stopwatch up and three, two, one, and off you go. I'm going for the synonymous tune that is the raw theme altogether now from 1997 onwards. Um, basically, if can you pick anything else compared to this song? I'm going to do a Nick Davey on you and explain that if it wasn't for this song, Stone Cold Steve Austin probably wouldn't even exist um, in the world of wrestling because everybody knows, whenever you hear the song, you think of that intro scene of the the sirens going off, the, the filming back, the filming out in the car park where it's all dark, there's fireworks, there's pyro going off. Everybody knows what I'm on about, and you, you associate that so much with the Attitude Era that you can't you can't distinguish between the two of them. That song is raw as war. That song is raw. It's as simple as that. You cannot get past the fact that this song 
created 316, someone called Steve Austin, and The Rock, and Vince McMahon, and you're out of time. feud. And you stop, stop, stop. Um, but I will be honest with you, that's what got me into that. That was the best thing on a Friday night when you finished school, or well, I was finished school because I'm a bit younger. Um, 10 o'clock at night, Sky Sports. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that was the best if fight if you're finishing school at 10 o'clock on a Friday night, Nick. Uh, because I was allowed to stay up or I had to watch it uh, or I had to the video. You know, you stick those old videos into the uh, into the TVs and you clip the record back. I can't remember. It's way, be- way back in... Wow. Um, <laughs> back in Mark's time, man. Um, well, yeah, top loaders. Who came third last to the last... Oh, Oliver, um, with the Mayweather Big Show, the amazing match. Yeah, I watched it live. I was there in Florida. Um, but Oliver, I'm going to count you in. Three, two, one. Off you go on your theme tune. The beautiful people. The beautiful people. Do-do-do. Beautiful people. The beautiful people. Do-do-do. Um, this was the Smackdown theme between 2001 and 2003. Uh, this one holds a special place in my heart because I think this was the best kind of wrestling time. Uh, you know, the emphasis was on the rest of SmackDown 6. So you had Brock Lesnar, Edge, Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle, uh, Chris Benoit, I can't really mention that name, uh, and the Guerreros of Eddie and Chavo. And basically, um, it was just a fantastic time to be a wrestling fan. You know, the, the wrestling was top notch. The feuds were between the, the aforementioned guys. And yeah, it's just a fantastic time to be a, a pure wrestling fan. You got fantastic title matches, tags, and singles, and just brilliant. Stop. Um, by the way, that was the theme tune to my favourite ever PlayStation game, SmackDown. Shut your mouth, uh, which is the best wrestling game there is. Um, no, no argument. It is the, the best one. I always argue with my mate who says no mercy or what have you, but this was Here brilliant. Comes the pain's the best. No, no mercy <laughs> smokes everything in terms of gameplay. My yeah. mates all say no mercy. I, I think um, shut your mouth because the storyline was just great when it starts off with the draft all the way to WrestleMania and and you could go you could still undertake his bike as well on that one. I actually went to see Marilyn Manson live. My girlfriend, my girlfriend, <laughs> went to a festival and it was Marilyn Manson was below um, Eminem. I'm a friend at the time. I was obsessed with Eminem, so she dragged us to the front. And I just, she was in between my arms, I was holding onto the barrier. And the next day, my back was black and blue and scratched to death through people elbowing me and scratching me, just trying to protect her for like two hours. Until everything came on. You off the cinema <laughs> mask, Chris. You're hardcore there, Chris. Yeah, Can you win the ECW ring? ring? Yeah. <laughs> you should have a death match with Jimmy Abbott. <laughs> um, or a match against David Arquette. There you go. Battle who owns the podcast. <laughs> Uh, Chris, our uh, David Arquette uh, fan, your uh, your go as you came running up with him last week. Yes, and you can start in three, two, one, and off you pop. So I'm going to go for Across the Nation by Union Underground. It was Raw's theme, April 2002, October 2006. So without doubt, this is the Raw best theme ever heard to date. So just from the open lyrics, it grabs you, goes, "Go get your guns, your drugs from my generation. I'll take the floor." <laughs> The Saints across the nation. And then it goes, come on, come on, come on. And then just, oh. and the song is just everything, just adrenaline pumping, you're ready. The lines um, move to the music, just makes you want to move to the music. <laughs> better, better, better word. So um, the song first featured 
as the theme tune of Raw 2002, as we mentioned, uh, was immediately when immediately after the Attitude Era. Yeah, so, so as a bonus, the intro video was star-studded, so Lesnar and Sega, they had the Anabis winning Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stop! I was going to say, it's he's, he's Chris getting a minute and a half here, Nick. <laughs> you know, you, you two are boys. Um, I, I just love that theme tune, and... Um, yeah, I think when it comes to lyrics, I think that's the best lyrics there are. I'm yeah, giving yeah. everyone praise apart in a minute. Arm goals all over the place, Nick. It just reminds me of... Um, it it reminds me of Shane McMahon um, and Kane's feud for some reason, how great that was, where they would just try and murder each other each week on Raw. Not that I would love to see people get murdered, but that when that time when Shane threw Kane, was it when he was in the limo and threw him into the um, production truck? How great was that? Mm-hmm. And when he tried to allege Cootie's testicles. <laughs> and when he kicked him in fire. God, they did have a lot of... They did try and kill each other, didn't they? <laughs> they did. Great times. Uh, can someone count me in? Uh, yeah, give me a second. Three, two, one, go. Do you know your enemy? I'm rather not the enemy. You're taking away. So I'm going for Green Day. Do you know your enemy? Yeah, I believe it hosted Smackdown between 2010 and... Probably only up to about 2011, 2012 sort of time. Um, no, probably a bit further than that. Anyway, it was um, it was great. It wasn't made made the best time in SmackDown, but it was the most unpredictable unpredictable show on SmackDown television at the time. You had Teddy Long coming out and announcing tag team matches. Incredible, like tag team matches that you would never expect to happen. But a team of the Undertaker brother. <laughs> The lyrics, I think, were great as well. They really gave you to a wrestling show of Do You Know Your Enemy? Now, come on, you're obviously going to be enemies. You're going to be feuding with one another. The lyrics, I think, spoke that you're heading to a wrestling show. But Bob, always Green Day. Who cares about these other bands that no one's heard of that you guys have mentioned? Green Day, <laughs> incredible. Name me a bad Green Day song. And I'll come back to you. Green Day are the best band of all time. Why don't you sell them points there? Why don't you sell them points with a Teddy Long announced a tag team match? That's all he ever did. We're going to have a tag team match, player. Are you going to go one on one with the Undertaker? The crowd can control themselves. We're going to make this a tag match. A tag team match. I don't know know who that is, Mark, but that's not Teddy Long. Um, Nick, to be fair, you've won the debate last week, so it doesn't really matter if you win it this week. In terms of what's interrupting. My favourite Teddy Long moment now. This could be a great. Could this be the debate next week? Our best Teddy Long moment. (laughs) Well, if you win, maybe. I think I will. That's what I say. That's my promise to the people. If you win, make me win. I will do best. Oh Teddy yeah, that's <laughs> how desperate we are. Is, my promise to the people is we'll we'll, we'll talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> so we'll do this, make this, I do feel we need to have more jokey stuff on this this part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny enough for you, is it not, Nick? It's not good enough, is it? Oh, I was impressed with what you're singing, Chris. Surprisingly, that was a very good singing voice. <laughs> If we're judging on senior voices, I will have to give it to Chris. Okay, Chris, Chris has been to see Marilyn Manson, mate. He's I, I, I have a Green Day story oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> that Dude, late, late 2004, I took so many mushrooms, I couldn't lose my tent to see Green Day. Green Day are probably my favourite band. <laughs> uh, Green Day or Blue Bonnet 2 or Fall Out Boy or Red Hot Chili. Oh, we could be here for a while. <laughs> uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers is a mine. Right, so, Wednesday, after, Wednesday lunchtime, I'll put a poll up on our Twitter, Pod, and the winner was Debate. So we have Hooray! Um, we have plenty of interviews coming up the next couple of weeks. This Friday, I have a new with Miles Kamen. He's Miles Best Than You. And 
Uh, Mark, have you got any announcements? We've got a few interviews uh, up and coming, actually. Uh, none of them this week. There were, there were sort of three or four interviews like the following week. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave it to announce them until then, just so we can iron some bits and bobs out. But we've uh, lots of fun things happening. We're currently behind the scenes planning for um, the EW pay-per-view that we're going to be hosting at the casino uh, with the casinos around the UK. So we're, we'll, uh, we'll be announcing some details about that very, very shortly as well. Uh, you can check them out at Grapple Arcade on Twitter. Well, I also got confirmation I'm interviewing Tom, who's the promoter of Just Fabulous Wrestling. So that's not, I'm having a real lot of fun. So they have Carmella's theme as the um, theme tune to this, the promotion? Okay, maybe. I, don't, I can ask him that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do your books quickly? Yep, can do. Uh, I've got a British wrestling book that focuses on the time period of 2001 to 2007. An in-depth look at 2007, uh, looking at the careers of the Phoenix Jody Fleisch, the Wonder Kid Johnny Storm, and the anarchist Doug Williams, uh, and that's called a fan's perspective, one man's exploration of British wrestling. Also, uh, look at Zack Sabre Jr.'s career in AEW star, uh, Jimmy Havoc as well. Uh, for the second book, it's focused on WWE in 2016, so you get... Raw pay-per-views, SmackDown Live pay-per-views, NXT takeovers, Cruiserweight Classic, house shows uh, included, and that's called The Fans Perspective 2016, What a Year to Be a Fan of WWE. And my last book, uh, as Nick so poetically puts every time they have a show, I was there live at WrestleMania 24, and the book is about the before during and aftermath of WrestleMania 24, meeting my childhood hero, Brett the Hitman Hart, fancy booking uh, Paul London to the main event, looking at women's wrestling in 2007-2008, also reporting on UK wrestling, and yeah, that's called The Fans Perspective, How My Lifelong Dream Became a Nightmare. All these books are available on thefansperspective.bigcartel.com for just a fiver. Uh, they're available on Amazon and paperback and Kindle, Kindle instantaneously. And if you have Kindle Limited, you can read all three books for free. And I get paid per page as you read in the first sitting. So you can also check us out on Twitter, it's Pod. Check out our book, BBG Wrestling, and our website, bbgwrestling.com. Can I just uh, drop one one last final very quick thing in there? I just, yep. um, just had an update there. I'm just reading through a few things. Just thoughts thoughts and prayers go out to uh, La Parker, oh. um, who um, had a really, really nasty injury for a recent Triple A event. Um, the sounds of it are that injuries are apparently pretty worse than originally wow. thought. So not only uh, career-threatening, but potentially uh, life-threatening at the moment. So he's in intensive care, so fingers crossed he pulls through. Oh, wow. Thoughts go to him, man, because it's, um, he's, meant to be he's one of the industry's the all-time greats, you know, so will be good. November. Get well soon to the chairman of WCW. Yeah, definitely.